Hey guys, it's your boy Vinny B from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news, all TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right, TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Morning Tailgate, a Metal Friday with Vinny Bonsignor, Heidi Fang, myself, Clay Baker, and we got a great show lined up for you to wrap up the week that was here on Raider Nation Radio. At 7.15, we'll talk to Jordan Schultz, NBA and NFL analyst. We'll go over the recap of Game 6 last night, as well as the NFL with Jordan at 7.15. 8.30, we'll talk to longtime CBS national writer with the NFL, Pete Prisco, and a whole lot more. 69187 is the Sam and Ash text line. 69187, because you deserve what's right. Hit us up on Twitter at r 920 am And on the phones here, the Realty One Group listener line at 702-365-9200. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Doing good, doing good. Championship hangover. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I don't drink. That's but I have a championship hangover, just the same. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Oh, it was." A, did you uh, did you wait come in this morning? You're like, you know, it's been a long hard season, but we uh, we battled through the injuries and we came through. We listened to coach, and God willing, we we won the title. Yeah, all of that, Clay. <laughs> you just about summed up my brain. Although I didn't hear we are the champions coming in. Oh, there oh it is. yeah! Woo! My son relates this song to Wreck It Ralph. And when he hears it, he's like, fix it, Felix. Woo, woo. <laughs> that's good. See, that's a good introduction to Cool in the Gang. <laughs> so, so Heidi's celebrating. Yeah, it was great. The world was on fifth fire. player to win. Multiple MVPs. Oh, Finals MVP. There it is. The emotion, the embracing, the celebration in the locker room with Draymond. That was amazing. I don't know if you heard the I cannot say it on radio stuff. Was there any time when they were up and then they, uh, the league got cut to like 10 that you were yeah. like, oh, the Celtics yeah. are making a run? Did I that ever happen? I thought it was going to be another one of those. I did. I, I thought, okay, so it's going to come back. You know, because they were up like 22 points and, went, and then you see it get closed and closed and closed. And so was, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Take deep breaths. I did some pacing. Good pacing. I did, and then I uh, circled <laughs> the wagons with my son. We were running around the table. And he's like, do we clap yet? I was like, no, we don't clap yet. <laughs> don't clap yet. <laughs> he keeps kind of, because you know, he's new to all the sports stuff. And I'm trying to teach him positions and just to get a basic idea who's who, you know. I'm like, see number 30? <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But so we were running around the table and everything. And he kept going, touchdown! I was like, different sport, but I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get seven on one play. Well, I mean, it's uh, that, that's a... Whatever game he's watching is better. It's fun. <laughs> I, it was fun. It was fun. But I mean, least, when dynasties close stuff out, that's how they do it. Yeah, and 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 um, you know, watching the game not as a fan, uh, it, it, it's different because once once the uh, once the Warriors put their uh, foot on the pedal 
and turned it around in that first mm-hmm. quarter, I knew it was over. I didn't care about any runs by the by the Celtics. As you're watching <laughs> that, just what and, and understanding who, which is the better team, who has the better players, who has the championship yeah. medal, the pedigree. Uh, Draymond Green uh, played played uh, a, a really good game. Obviously, Steph Curry, uh, one of the all time greats. Clay uh, Thompson uh, did his thing, and and Poole. Uh, Wiggins, the the supporting cast. Was, Wiggins has been so amazing this just, whole series, and I love stories like <laughs> I've that. I've been sweating Wiggins. Yeah. I have. I'm not gonna lie. There's another guy that yeah. we talked about circumstance in life. You know, uh, he was a, a bust in Minnesota because he's playing on really, and let's be honest, a bad um, team, a bad organization, a team that. Passed on Steph Curry twice in the uh, that what was it the 2009 draft whatever draft he was in um, for two point guards that I don't even think are in the league anymore. Uh, I know no. I know Flynn isn't uh, in the league anymore, um, <laughs> Sorry. and the Spanish point guard who's a pretty decent player. But you don't you know twice on on mm. Steph Curry. So mm. um, that tells you what the Minnesota Timberwolves were all about, uh, especially during Wiggins' time there. So. He gets to go to a great team where his talents are able to flourish and fit in, and uh, he sacrificed. You know, he he uh, defended and he hit big big time shots. He was a supporting cast player, and you need that in these in these types of games. Yeah, I was happy for Steph that he got that MVP trophy yeah. too, got to hoist it because it was the thing that eluded him. You know what I mean? And you know, you could say like he's come the the full route in his career. There's everything there that he could have wanted, and um. I, I, I thought that was great. There was something in there. I was thinking, I was like, oh, I was going to say this. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> NBA champion, Olympic champion, right? He was, he's, he's been uh, yeah, on, gold on the Olympics, gold medalist, uh, MVP, now finals MVP. That's quite the resume. We were talking earlier. What does Where does that put him? I hate the lists. I, I hate all of that. I remember having a conversation with Kobe Bryant about this. He's like, those are an- unanswerable questions. At the end of the day, it's just opinions. Anyway, who's the best player? Who's that? Yeah, that's the only way you, you can know, rack it up with opinions. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's it. It's opinions. It's it's an unanswerable. That's how Kobe put it. It's an unanswerable question. I don't like unanswerable questions. And uh, him being uh, how he is, uh, I I, it, I got it. And really, your, your obligation as a professional athlete is to dominate your era. Wherever that puts you in history, it puts you in history. That's all opinion. But... Since we are in that business, where does this put, uh, you know, um, uh, Steph Curry? I know people were talking about top five, but when you start talking about top five, you're talking about Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, um, <laughs> Magic Johnson, yeah. Larry Bird, mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's tough to crack that. But mm-hmm. if as long as you're being mentioned in there, you've done your part. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely people could debate that conversation to the cows come home. Yeah, I, I still. I, I, it's hard for me to go into that, like you, those guys you were mentioning, you know, and then you have others like Bill Russell from back in the day. We were That's talking true. about it when we were here. Like, Akeem Olajuwon was like yeah. one of my favorite Duncan, players. like you said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The he other won, day. Didn't he win five? Mm, yeah. The Spurs he might have won five. Run. I can't remember exactly how many he won with the Spurs, but yeah, it was, it was a lot. But the, pil- but the pillars of the league, you can't just crack them down. But the impact and influence that somebody like Steph Curry has had has been meaningful. Oh, yeah. Because that the way they have changed uh, the game, and it's not just in the pros, but in college and in high school and AAUs and all the way down, uh, any young student who knows that he'll never get to be six foot or higher still feels like he has a chance because of Steph Curry's example on the floor. Like if you go to a lot of these boards and you look at rankings and all of that stuff and the different sites that have them, I don't even think I've ever seen like Kobe Bryant cra- crack into that, you know, the top, the top five. five yeah. No. So like, you know, for Steph, it's like, 
it's hard, I think, like Vinny said, when you've had all this established history with those guys, where do you fit in and how, how do you you know rank it? it it's going to take a lot, I think, to crack those five that are really cemented there. But, I mean, you could definitely enter the conversation of it. It's not like far-fetched if you want to build some sort of argument sure. against it. But, you know, it's, <laughs> but uh, historically, you, you could it's put hard. him on a top five team and they could win every game. That the, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you could, if you, you could picture him with, okay, put him on a team with Michael Jordan and, um, forget about it. Magic. They, you know, that here's the, here's the, you know, here's the one conversation that's so touchy, not touchy, but interesting to me. Is he the best point guard ever? Well, Magic Johnson, people forget how good of a point guard Magic Johnson was. He was such a, because he was a six foot nine, people forget that yeah. he literally was a, a point guard. I think, mm. and today, when, when I look at today's basketball, it's such a non position type of a ordeal, uh, anyway. So it's hard for, I don't even look at Steph Curry as, a point guard or anything other than just a really good basketball player. So uh, to to say the best point guard of all time, I'm not quite sure about that. That's hard to mm-hmm. because of the way the game is played now. Um, but again, he's in the top ten. He's in that conversation, and that's uh, <coughs> where he was, the college that he went to, um, where he was drafted. Nobody would have predicted this for him, and so yeah. he's over exceeded all expectations and and he's also a true gentleman and a true ambassador for the sport by the way shout out to raymond ritter uh the great public relations director for the golden state warriors i've known him for you know way more time than i want to admit and he would want to admit uh but i knew him when we were both interns together back in the day and uh to see him have the success that he's had because uh, he went through some dire times <laughs> with the Golden State Warriors. There were some bad Golden State Warrior teams. And yeah. to see that franchise. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Like, tell me. <laughs> right. I went through years. <laughs> years. Yeah. Years. Um, I mean, we're talking about at, there was a point where they were kind of a laughing stock. You mm-hmm. know, they, yeah. they, tr- they made bad trades, all that type of thing. So uh, great for the Warriors. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back on the other side with uh, NBA insider and analyst and host Jordan Schultz. He'll join us next here on the Morning Tailgate. We'll recap game six of the NBA and get in some NFL coming up next. Forget about it. Bear Nation Radio on this Friday. Thank God it's Friday on a Metal Friday here on Bear Nation Radio from the text line 69187. The Sam and Ash text line because you deserve what's right. <laughs> my mic hates me. <laughs> it, it just like sometimes I'll have it right in front of my face and then it just snaps back. It's like, I, I, did you see me hanging on the, cur- the doing curls on these little springs earlier? No, is that right? Yeah, I was trying to like get them loose. And that's the thing. Like I, I pushed you out of the comfort zone. I had to go by you and like, you know, and I think that's like the happy, pa- the happy place is the side table. I think that might be the best spot. You've got a future there on that side. I do. And I'll never ask you to move again, I swear. Oh, Clay, you can ask me to move anytime. I'm a fire hazard. I should not be here. <laughs> I'm right in the middle of this area here that's between a door and where Clay sits. So, like, you know, if there's a fire, I'm going to have to throw a bungee cord on the Clay and pull him as I kick through the glass with my Kung Fu Panda legs. And get all the way out the door. That's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> I can do it, though. That's kind of what the Warriors did to the Celtics the last uh, three, game, Tatum, three straight. Tatum couldn't finish. Yeah, I think he learned a big lesson uh, in this series. I know people are already writing him off. but well, He um, had 100 
turnovers? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> that's tough. I, I'm old enough to remember when people would call Magic Johnson Tragic Johnson after a, uh, oh. a bad series. So you know, just hey, just you're be, old. Just no, I'm be, just kidding. Just be, <laughs> just be careful what you say because usually you end up looking kind of silly. Uh, it, it, it's hilarious, especially the the day after when the dust falls. Uh, you, the, the the finger pointing goes all the way around the world, and it'll never stop. Years old. Oh, I know, and it, it's just like uh, it'll get better. It, it, Al Horford was carrying that team all game long, and uh, let's talk about that with Jordan Schultz, insider analyst and host of the Pull Up Podcast with CJ McCollum and the Game Day NFL. Uh, jo- Jordan, thank you for being with us. Uh, good morning to you. And I like how, how does this start to sit with you as you start to see, you know, how a Warriors team. Was now able to use all the experience and the talent to close out that series in dynastic fashion. Absolutely, and I'm 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 ecstatic if I'm a Warriors fan because to me it elevates them into this all-time dynasty. When you think about the Lakers, the Spurs, the Celtics, um, the Bulls, they're in that conversation, and and I I'm not surprised. I, mean, I, I had the Warriors in six before the series, and I'm wrong plenty of times, so I have to be. Excited when I'm right. There is tape. There is proof. I'm finally right about something, um, and I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled about that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's also great for Steph because it. it I think you know it, it further cements him as um, you, you could argue easily, or certainly argue that he's the greatest point guard of all time. You mentioned Tragic Johnson. Um, I think it, between Magic and Steph, you know, there, there's a lot of fun that you could debate. You know, um, the, the four titles and the Finals MVP put you in such rare territory, and the fact that he's Still only 34. He's in great shape. Um, and, and I think what he said recently was this is the best basketball he's ever played. You could really look back at it and, and realize that that's probably true. And I think his game will continue to age very gracefully. Jordan, uh, this is Vinny. Thanks for uh, jumping on board. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, what's so interesting about the Warriors' uh, journey this year is they had to come from the depths of you-know-where the last couple of years because of injuries, uh, Kevin Durant leaving. Um, I, and nobody, It wasn't guaranteed that they were going to climb back to this point, which is why I think this is one of the more special championships on their ledger. Um, how big was this? Because, you know, you don't know when you're going to get that next opportunity. It arrived for them. They seized the moment um, and took advantage of it, but this one, to me, stands out among uh, the others. I think for most NBA fans, Vinny, they look at this title, considering what you just said, the amount of, I think, skepticism around this organization over the last three years since Kevin Durant left has been tremendous. And the fact that they've been able to reinvent themselves, um, Bob Myers getting Andrew Wiggins, that was a tremendous move. Yep. Um, you know, they, they, they go out and draft Jordan Poole. Really impressive pick. Um, we, we, I think Jonathan Kaminga is going to be a big factor for them in the coming years. The fact that they've been able to get Clay Thompson back, who, who basically didn't play basketball for a thousand days, and he comes back, and maybe he's not what he was, but he's still damn, a damn good player. And the fact that you're able to get Draymond Green, who's kind of become this you know, all-time irritant, uh, and yet he becomes a factor in a couple of these games. <laughs> I think it, it, in a lot of people's eyes, including myself, it, it's arguably the most impressive title they've had out of the four. 
NBA is the one sport where I still get to be a fan. I, <laughs> I like to keep it to myself. I don't like to tweet about it. I like to just enjoy being a fan. But when you mentioned, you know, Steph Curry being on that Mount Rushmore of uh, NBA players, my fan heart automatically wants to say yes, but uh, he can be there. But my brain says, well, there's guys like Bill Russell and Magic and Kareem. And it, where do you put Steph into that mix of guys, the all-time greats that really have have built this sport and put it on their shoulders. I mean, for me, he's in the top ten. And I, you mentioned three or four of the be- the great ones all time. I mean, you, you know, Duncan, Hakeem, yes. uh, Michael, uh, Bird. There, there, there are tr- so many incredible players. And if you go go back and look at some of their accomplishments, I mean, Steph is right there. Um, I think one of the reasons I, I elevate Steph maybe an extra. A few spots, though, too, is is the way that he's transcended the game. The fact that, you know, every kid in America now is shooting 25-foot threes. I mean, I was a three-point shooter before, <laughs> before it was cool. I wish I was born <laughs> a few years later because the way that every – the way that the game is played now is, is so much – um, is so much because of Steph and the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. And I think it's as a relatable guy, you know, who's – you know, not a six ten jumping jack. The fact that he comes in here and he has re- he has really changed the game. Um, you could argue it's it's for better or, or worse, but regardless of the fact that I mean this this is how the NBA is played now, and I think Steph Curry has has become a pioneer in so many different ways. So for me, he is a top ten player, and and the fact that he's has an opportunity at thirty four, like I said, to continue cementing that legacy is pretty pretty impressive. It's Jordan Schultz here with us on Raider Nation Radio, insider, analyst, and host of the Pull Up Podcast with CJ McCullum, as well as uh, NFL Game Day, the Game Day NFL on uh, on Twitter. When you see the, uh, the impact that the players have in the system, why does Steve Kerr not also get mentioned in the name and the realm of great coaches? Uh, for somebody who is, uh, you know, really comes out of the broadcast booth to go and take over this team all those years ago uh, without having a, like major head coaching experience, what what about him? Where does his legacy start lining up? Because these titles are racking up, and he's been able to do something that very few coaches have ever done. Yeah, I'm so happy you asked that because it does seem like Steve Kerr, for all the greatness that he's had as a head coach, um, still gets the short end of the stick um, and, and gets a, a fair amount of criticism as well. I mean, you, you can count on a, a one hand the guy, the amount of coaches or two hands that have won four, three, four, five titles. I mean, he, he's now entering Phil Jackson territory. Uh, Red Auerbach territory. I mean, to be in that conversation, Greg Popovich, and again, a very young head coach in the grand scheme of things. So I think it's probably because, you know, he didn't have, I think for former players, I think as fans, when when former players become head coaches, uh, or in his case, analysts as well, we are a little bit slower, certainly, um, I, I was at least, a little bit slower to recognize this guy is okay. He's a great coach, and maybe some of the flaws are under a microscope. But there's no doubt that with four titles, um, and I think the way that Steve Kerr operates, he's such a classy guy. Players really do love him and respect him. I think he is in that conversation, and it's amazing that um, I think he's still getting criticized because he's he's a pretty pretty special coach as well. Jordan, you know how um, when when you guys talk about Steve Kerr. The fine line that really and truly exists between what is and what could have been. This is a guy who literally chose the Warriors, and it was a close call. 
over the Knicks. Remember, Phil Jackson took over the Knicks. That was his coach in Chicago, wanted him desperately to be the head coach there, and it came pretty close to him taking that job. Imagine how history would have changed for Steve Kerr had he opted to go to New York rather than the Warriors. Can you can you imagine, Vinny, if mm-hmm. Steve Kerr would have decided that he wanted to be employed by James Dolan? Yeah, right. Uh, wow. you know, <laughs> Wow. One of the worst, one of the worst owners in sports. I mean, really, just horrendous. Uh, and I, I'm I'm here in New York City. I, I can't tell you the the daily onslaught of of you know James Dolan jokes. Mm. You know the the fact that the Knicks haven't been relevant in decades. Um, yeah, that would have been that would have been a lot different. I mean, I who knows? I'm sure he would have had some success, but certainly uh, not not at this level. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, we, you mentioned somebody's name there, and I wanted to jump in and go a little bit deeper on it, and that's uh, Wiggins when you spoke about him and just the contributions that he's made to this team. Like, how important and key was it to get a guy like that, in addition to Jordan Poole this year, to really help to boost this team when you know Steph had a bad game and Andrew Wiggins stepped up? Yeah, Wiggins was, you know, he was kind of the next chosen one. If you go back 10 years, he was the number one player uh, he's from Canada, number one player in North America. And he goes to Kansas, he's the number one pick. And he ends up basically, LeBron says, I don't need you. He, they take Kevin, they, they go with Kevin Love in Cleveland. And I think, you know, Wiggins was unfairly labeled somewhat of a bust in Minnesota, almost as a cast-off. And Bob Myers clearly saw something that nobody else did, that this guy can be a, an essential component to a championship team as not only a 20-point scorer, but a physical elite defender and, and what he did, the work he did on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown yeah. in this series was unbelievable. He was also really important against Doncic in, in Dallas when they, when they won in five. So, you know, that, that was, I think out of all the moves that Bob Myers has made, that was probably the one that was met with the most speculation, the Andrew Wiggins trade, but uh, he, he has been, he has been as important as anyone. And it was, it was a great move. It was a very Jerry West-like move, um, and that's who you know uh, uh, he learned under. So uh, not 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 a surprise, and I'm glad it worked out for both. And I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins uh, as well. Jordan, we could talk about the NBA um, uh, all day long, but obviously this is a football show, uh, and specifically a Raiders uh, football show. And I want to ask you um, nationally the perception of the Raiders as they sit here today. Um, you know, just a few weeks really from starting training camp. Um, what's the national perception uh, of the Raiders? And do you you feel when you look at this roster, there's enough here uh, for Josh McDaniels uh, and Derek Carr uh, to not just get to the playoffs, but maybe make some noise in the playoffs. First of all, to answer the second question, I, I do firmly yes. I, I think what they've done in this off season, um, you know, obviously hiring Josh McDaniels was was to me a, a terrific move, but also the opportunity that you have now given Derek Carr um, with Devonta Adams. Um, as as his former running mate at Fresno State, it's just an incredible move, and you don't always see um, in the NFL. You you don't necessarily see superstars traded a lot. You know, we we see we see guys in the NBA move around a lot, but not necessarily in the NFL. I, I think it's going to pay massive dividends. The the perception around the league is that for the first time in a long time, the Raiders have really positioned themselves well, short and long term, um, and I think. There's a lot to be said about this organization going to Las Vegas, you know, and developing this massive fan base that um, is clearly there over the last couple of years. Um, and I think with Derek Carr, 
I don't know if he's considered a top five guy, a top eight guy, but he is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. To me, that's all that matters. And now that the, you surrounded him, you, you've added so many pieces on both sides of the ball uh, in free agency and the draft. I think there's a, there's a very positive perception. And when I look at the Raiders, Vinny, I, I see I see a team that is a contender for for the coming years. I, I really do. When you look at this young offensive line still trying to group themselves into a formidable front, where do you see right now a guy like Alex Leatherwood fitting in? And I've been asking a lot of people coming in on the show that question because, I, you know, we've seen him taking the reps at right tackle. You know that he was used at guard. And uh, I just wanted to get your take and what you think of him at that tackle spot. And can he be a difference maker in helping that offense propel themselves forward even further if he can have a really bounce back year from what we saw in his rookie season? Yeah, I think, you know, you go back a year where, where he's drafted and you could talk about him being overdrafted, but I think, I think Alex still has an opportunity to be a very good NFL player. You move him to the right side. Uh, Colton Miller is on the left side. Um, you know, those, those ideally are your mainstays, your bookends. And then on the inside, the, the, the interior, um, you know, you're going to rely on a very, very talented, albeit young guy and Dylan Parnum from Memphis, um, who, who I thought was the second best center in the draft behind uh, uh, Linderbaum, and then you add, and then obviously Denzel Gooden and Simpson, and you know, the, 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 there's some depth there with Bars and Barton. So I think the line's going to be fine. It's, I don't know if it's going to be great or even very good, but I think it'll be sustainably fine. And, um, you know, as long as they can give Derek enough time and keep him upright um, on, a, on a general basis, the offense is going to move the ball at a tremendous length, a tremendous value. So, I'm, I'm also really interested at the running back. You know, I know Josh Jacobs has, has been injured, but he's a very talented player. Um, I'm curious, what's the perception with, with Kenyon Drake and the, and, the, and the running back in terms of is it going to be by committee or, or are they going to say we're going to make, make Josh Jacobs our bell cow? Yeah, I think if you go, uh, Jordan, if you go back to uh, what the Patriots have done in the past, what Josh McDaniels has done in the past, it's basically been a uh, a two a, a, a two player position and a, and then a third for third downs, which I think Brandon Bolden's going to play that role. So I think Kenyon Drake, and we haven't seen him on the field because he is, you know, he did get hurt last year. There was a surgery involved, and he's still working his way back in. Uh, but I think that would be the plan, um, you know, unless Zamir White, you know, uh, shows up uh, and, and produces as White though. What's that? I do like I do like Samir White. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I, like I think they I think the Raiders might uh, might might make you a little bit busy cuz that's a position that I would look at in terms of is there a move coming, you know, because they have a lot of players. So maybe they can go strengthen a weakness by dipping into an area of strength to go uh, to go make a trade with somebody to to add to a position that maybe they're not as strong at. But but when we when we look at that line do is it fair to say that that if if Alex performs at a, at a decent clip that, that they'll, it'll be an adequate offensive line. I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is the line when you think about it, they did get to the playoffs last year, as bad as it was at times last year for that offensive line, they still won 10 games and got to the playoffs. Even if it's just a little bit better, um, yeah. you know, that, that, that'll go a long way. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I think if, if they were to make a move, I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at, you know, JC Treader has been a guy that's been, you know, talked about a lot for a few different teams mm-hmm. and yeah. what i was told with it what i was told with him was he's in no rush to sign but he would love to play for a contender if he does continue playing and um you think about need and the raiders um then you, if, if just hypothetically if if Treder goes to the raiders 
potentially move Dylan back to guard where he played some in Memphis, you know, that, that would be a move that would, that would make a lot of sense. Well, Jordan, it's awesome having you on. Thank you again for coming on today following the uh, NBA Finals. And uh, we appreciate your time. That was great insight, especially uh, when we hear uh, stories of Steve Kerr possibly matching up with James Dolan. And oh, then when you man. say Carr is a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, <laughs> that is uh, that is hot stuff. Man. I, I love having you on, Jordan. Thank you again for your time. My pleasure. Have a good one. I look forward to doing it again. All, All right. right. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day and a, a wonderful weekend. And uh, follow Jordan on Twitter at Jordan underscore Sh- uh, report or Schultz report. Schultz underscore report. That's um, God, the JC Treader name. I did not think about hearing uh, before. What what is it? What could be his status right now as as he's looking into like, you know, maybe eight years into the league Um and when you look at like, all right, there's enough money to go and bring other guys to the fold as a as a you know longtime guard. What 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 do you do with JC Treader if he's out there and wants to add something to the resume? Well, was, I had a laugh honestly when when Jordan brought that name up and and him saying that he's not in a big rush uh, to sign. Remember Heidi? Uh, he was the, he is the president of the Players Association yeah. or Union, and he was the one that was advocating for no more OTAs. Remember? Yes. Let's go back to you know <laughs> when there wasn't he any OTAs. To an OTA. He's almost yeah. thirty-two. Yeah, exactly. He's like. Uh, well, let, let's get paid extra for the OTAs. That's also yeah. Yeah, let's and, throw uh, some money in there. My argument with that always was he benefit. I mean, here's a guy that wasn't a high draft pick. He benefited from OTAs when he was a younger yeah, player true. to solidify himself and get to a point where he is now. Um, and so I used to I, I I had to push back a little bit on, on that because you're 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 knocking <laughs> the actual um, you know path that helped you get to where you got. But that's a whole story for another day. Uh, the point is, he's not in any rush to, to sign. We all know how he feels about this time of year anyway. Uh, as, as Jordan said, I think he's going to sit back and wait for the best opportunity. He can help a team. There's no question about it. Um, oh, yeah. He hasn't missed a game in five years. I mean, plays 100% of the snaps. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable what he's been able to do, even in Cleveland. Right. To, to see that organization go through so many different changes, but also be a part of the good stuff, too. Right, exactly. So I guess it would be, um, and I, I, I think I think, um, I think think Dylan's pretty much locked in right now at guard. Uh, for the most part, when we were in OTAs, we yeah. saw him there more mm-hmm. at guard. So he would really be replacing. Uh, an Andre James, so um, you know, uh, but those are names to be, you know, when there are offensive linemen out there uh, on, on on the market right now uh, that that could help the Raiders and anybody else for that matter uh, for the right price, obviously. So it's definitely a position that we still have to keep uh, monitoring as we move forward. Yeah, there are a ton of those guys that are available that are offensive linemen, like you said, that are, are free agents at this time. But when I look at a lot of them, I see age. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I see 30-plus guys, like, you know, and, and on the, the side of, well, do they still have it in them? Do they still want to play? How much battles have they been in that their body is just right. like gonna be toast by the time they get back out there are they gonna be another incognito syndrome that we've seen throughout the past seasons i mean mm-hmm. that that's something that every year for the past what two three years has been a question mark is he gonna be healthy can he play is he gonna be back on the line you know uh when he was healthy he was great but it that's the question can you maintain that yeah and that's the a risk that you take if you're going to invest the money that it would take to command a guy like him and bring him onto the team that it's a huge investment when you're looking at that age and on the other side of it's 30. Su- such a great point and I've had general managers tell me look I'm, I'm building a football team I'm not collecting football cards <laughs> um, and you have to be cognizant of that because there's there's usually a reason to why some of these guys are still out on the open market you know uh, they're not the, the name is bigger than 
the level of play at this point. And so you have to weigh that as well. And and a lot of times players like that too are having been there, done that. They're like, I'm not going to play for anything less than, you know, and, and it, it's, it's all relative. We look at it and say, well, $2 million is it's a lot of money. But to them, it's like, yeah, but not for me. I'm, I'm good uh, on the money. For me to put my body through all that, for me to make mm-hmm. that commitment, I'm going to need this amount of money. Otherwise, it's just not worth it to me. So it becomes a little bit of a battle of, of, of that as well. Yeah, it's a battle of wills. And uh, you got to find if somebody is chasing the same sort of goals you are at a certain point in their career. And I'd have to think for J.C. Treader, for to come back into the league, he's got to be chasing a title. Let's take a look and uh, uh, a break here right now. We'll read some texts off the Sam and Ash text line 69187. And we'll also get your calls at 702-365-9200. The Realty One Group listener line here on Raider Nation Radio. Raider Nation Radio, thanks again to Jordan Schultz. His podcast, podcast pull-up pod with CJ McCollum, huge. Make sure you check it out. And his interview will be on our podcast page at lvsportsnetwork.com, iTunes, and on Amazon after the show. Let's take some calls before the top of the hour out to 702-365-9200. Vinny Bonsignor, Heidi Fang, Clay Baker, and out to Oakland with Dame in Oakland. Good morning to you, hey, sir. Hey, Dame. Hey, 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 morning, morning. Park this truck, All right, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it when you take us to work, Dame. That's great. Always, <laughs> always. Right. Right. That's why I listen from every day. You Beautiful. Know I mean? uh, Turn y'all on. Thank man. you so much. Well, I, I, how about them bills, though? Huh? Oh yeah, bringing it home. Yeah, Four yeah, title, uh, eight years. I'm about that. I went through those years in the late '90s. Watching the, the 80s, so, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, creeping up to terrible. 19 Purvis wins. Short. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been through it since the beginning. It, it's mm-hmm. been beautiful. It's been a beautiful ride though, because those lows make the highs so much oh, better. Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean. And, and and like I heard Vinny talking about earlier, like you know, with, with us losing Durant and then Clay being hurt, it wasn't about losing Durant. That, that you know, a lot of people think that mm-hmm. we always needed somebody to play Harrison Barnes's position. Yeah. When a- when HB left, KD came in to play that position. Yeah, Steph fell back because you know KD was a little sensitive, so he needed the spotlight. So Steph gave it to him. Yep. All he really did was play Harrison Barnes's position. When he left, look look at Wiggs. Wiggs came in to play Harrison Barnes' position. Right. We just needed somebody to help in Harrison Barnes' position. And, 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 again, we champions, and it shows. And, I mean, you got to give Wiggs all of the credit possible, the way he stepped up and how he was touted as, as a bust and all of that. It, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I know that the writers, you know, thing, but, you know, I have to talk a little dub first. But the writers, though, trip off this. And this 53 cut down, this probably going to be the most inter- interesting 53 cut down we ever had. Because we got so much talent on yeah. the team. You know what I mean? Like, like, can you even, like, who's going to leave? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look at a team like, we're going to cut so many good people. And we, like, how do you keep talking about the, the uh, O-line? And, you know, I, I agree. Unless they see something in Leatherwood that we can't see and they see something in practice and development that we can't see, they probably don't pick up somebody to back him up or, 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 or something to back up that O-line. Where is it going to come from? You know what I mean? Who are we going to get rid of to open up the money in the spot for this? It, this is going to be extremely, extremely interesting, but I, I, I'm, I'm wide open for it. You know what I mean? I'm wide open for it. It's going to be a great season. Dub Nation did it. Now Raider Nation yeah. about to do it. It's, it's the whole thing, you know? 
Dub Nation. I was so excited watching that game last night. I can imagine. I was trying to work on out. editing. Real quick. <laughs> my son, my little dime, he's he 11 years old. He's out in Texas visiting his, his grandparents right now. And, I, be, you know, he plays he play sports. But I've been trying to tell him, I said, dude, you can't get better unless you watch. Yeah. You got to watch these sports and see the positions that you play. Yes. And right after the game, he called me. And I pick up the phone. He's like, whoa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, then he, hey, and then he started breaking down the defense. He said, Dad, I don't like his own defense at the worst. So I think we should play more. I'm like, bro. I had a proud dad moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, happy Father's Day. Yeah. Hey, thank you, man. Happy Father's Day to y'all. I appreciate Howdy, happy that. Happy Mother's Day. I ain't talked to y'all since, you know, ever since Vinny came on. It's hard to get through. Vinny, you need to. Uh, Figure that out, brother. <laughs> uh, Dave, we thank you for the call and a happy Father's hey, Day for you, man. That's awesome. Welcome, always love. Uh, Likewise, love you. you know, Dave brings up you. a really good point too about the cuts. Um, I and, thought and, we were going to pick up basketball. Was it basketball or, yeah, or Raiders? Well, <laughs> he I, has I, some I, great I, points all over. Yeah, he did. Uh, but but really about the the tough cuts that are coming. Um, and and that's exactly right, and it's a great point. And you know, when Dave Ziegler and and Josh McDaniels got here, one of the things that they talked about was building a top to bottom roster to create competition um, and 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 to to force difficult decisions when it comes down to making cuts. There's going to be some good football players that cut that I don't doubt are going to end up on some other teams as well uh, because they're that good. So that's their job to do that is to make it difficult on themselves when it gets right down to it. To select the best fifty-three. Check it out. I just wanted to take make y'all take note that I just pulled a roster out of my purse. <laughs> my purse is like the weirdest woman's purse you'll ever get into. There's like mics in there for lobs for clipping people and in interviews. There's Shouldn't there be like cables. you know? I mean, it's like when you're Rosters. a mom of a small child, you should also have. There's got to be oh, like you know uh, wipes Bizarro. and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Bizarro. I had in there. Yeah, I had from yesterday. So my son had this collector set of different like DC characters. Somebody gave him, and it was a collector set. So I was like, "We're gonna keep it on a shelf." Yes. And then now, of course, you know that didn't work. So he busted into it, and like, there's been all these little metal men everywhere. You catch them on your feet. That uh, poison ivy uh, is one of the characters. She's been around all over the house. Um, So I found in my purse the other day, Bizarro. And then I took him over. <laughs> I started taking pictures with Bizarro at different spots that I had oh, uh, during my work day. I'm like, you want to see where Bizarro went today? <laughs> Where's Bizarro? <laughs> but He's yeah, at I mean, Raiders headquarters. There, there, there are a ton of guys here that when you look at it, like he was saying, the talent levels there. Like, you know, even on the, um, the O-line, they, they can't keep – all of these guys, no, you know, not. and they've drafted there too. And we heard from Thayer Munford yesterday at uh, Allegiant Stadium when he was speaking. And man, what a he just credited his mother over and over again about all the hard work that she put in to get him where he is. And you could just feel the genuine love there that he had and her supporting his career. It was really great to hear from all of those guys. Uh, they had Thayer Munford out there. They had uh, Matthew Butler out there. Dylan Parham was out there. Yep. So it was good to hear from. From those three and kind of get a little bit more of a feeling of who they are right. and their backstories. Yeah, no doubt. And a guy like Thayer Munford, you know, if the if 
if he ends up being a starter, great. But if if the Raiders ended up getting a good swing tackle out of that, that's mm. that's that's important yeah. on a football team. And like know? Parham, where does you know where's he going to fit in on that line? Is he going to be for depth? Is he going to be somebody that emerges later in the season as a as a as, you know front five that really can be in a guard or you know, like they said guard or center? But I feel like it's leaning more guard, right? Yeah, and yeah. and and I'm sure John Simpson saying, uh, hold on a second, right. you know, I got something to say about that. You know, and that that breeds competition. Again, I love that too. That's what we're talking about too. And 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 John Simpson looking at him, um, he, he looks like the body continues to change, to can, continues to transform uh, into an NFL uh, uh, guard. He had a full season basically to start last year. I think he did start uh, pretty much every game. I have to look that up. But you know, this is a guy that don't write him off just because they drafted Dylan Parham. I mean, he's got pride. He's got talent. He wants to hold on to that job. So again. You're just creating a situation where you, you're throwing more and more talented players and good prospects uh, into the bin, and uh, you know the everything will, will will rise to the top as a result of that. And in the second hour, we'll talk to Pete Prisco, longtime NFL writer, nationally with CBS Sports. He talked about uh, the Raiders' draft grades as well as why he liked Thayer Munford, as well as Neil Farrell Jr. We'll talk to him at eight thirty, nice. and we'll take a break now, and we'll come back. We'll play a portion of our interview. If you didn't hear it yesterday, it happened late with Ice Cube. Around 9.45, we'll play a portion of that coming up next, as well as uh, uh, some comments from Van, Mc- from Van McElroy uh, from uh, Unnecessary Roughness. He was on with Q. Uh, Van McElroy, former Super Bowl champion, of course, with the Raiders, uh, talked about Mark Davis's donation to Uvalde's school district. All that and more coming up next here in the second hour of Raider Nation Radio's Morning Tailgate. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Vinny B. from Raider Nation Radio in the huddle. Guys, I've been talking for months now about TAT, an affordable quality CBD cigarette. Well, good news. All TAT products are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. That's right. TAT products, all of them, are now available at all Speedy Marts across Las Vegas. 